Good day, Christian Business Connect. My name is Mike Patella. I'm the founder of CBC, and today is our Meet the Member podcast with David Behrens of uh, SuperDaveDJ.com. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, I guess tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, who am I? <laughs> who am I? I know. that <laughs> deeper question than uh, most people think, right? Exactly. Of course, I am a father. I live in Shelby Township. I have been through many different forms of entertainment and businesses, from mortgages, selling cell phones, working for GM. But throughout the whole thing, I've really felt a calling that God has put on me to deliver positive message to people at events when you're having a time gathering. Definitely. This really came upon me through Kensington Church. I was part of the singles group there where we had 300 people meeting on a regular basis. And we had an event at the church where the DJ was playing songs like Blister in the Sun, which is about <laughs> having fun by yourself, mm-hmm. and other songs that may not necessarily be appropriate for a Christian singles event at a church. And I complained to the leadership. And they said, okay, Dave. You're doing our next dance then. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was able to get some equipment together and perform at the church using church speakers. And they liked it. They had good reviews, good feedback. And they said, Dave, you did a great job. We're going out to a progressive dinner at the San Marino Club. Hmm. You're going to be the DJ. Go buy some real equipment. And so now I had to put my money where my mouth was. I complained about the DJ not being good. Now I have to go spend money to prove it. That's a very unique way for God to call you into a business. It is. Very direct, very blunt. So That went great. I had the equipment. Next thing you know, people were inviting me to do their weddings and parties and created a website. That was 12 years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you've been in business for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I did it part-time while I was doing mortgages and Mm -hmm. cell phones and working GM. I am now full-time with my company. Awesome. We had a record-breaking month last month in uh, July. Congrats. Close enough last month. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, Awesome. That's very awesome. Great story. So how long have you been full-time in it now? I was full-time a couple years back, Okay. and GM saw me perform, and they called me and said, we liked your attitude, we liked the way you took care of your customers, we're starting a new call center for GM, we want you to come be a part of it. Nice. You can keep your DJ job, we're not, no overtime, no weekend work, just come do your thing with us, and you can still work DJ world. They made me a nice offer that I couldn't refuse, so I took that, and I went with GM for about three years. So I took a three-year break on full-time entertainment. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And then as of February, (laughs) I was able to go back full-time DJ. Nice. Now, you do more than just DJing, correct? Correct. From my understanding, you're like a full entertainment company. Correct. So So we have DJ. We can do just MC, game shows. Lighting, lighting design, trivia games, bingo music, bingo games, game shows like Minute to Win It style games. We do kid events where we're just taking care of entertaining the kids without music. 
Mm -hmm. So different style games and activities of that nature. We meet with people. We figure out who they are, what they're looking to do, and we come up with a unique situation for each event. Nice. I, I like the custom approach. And uh, you, you have a photo booth, photo booth too, correct? Correct. I didn't say that. Oh, no, photo, no, yeah. Photo yeah, booth I, too, yes. I, I, love, I love photo booths probably more than I should. But <laughs> it's... No, yeah, that's. It sounds like you have basically all the tools to optimize any event. You know, whether it's, you know, like you said, uh, you know, weddings or um, correct. So we can do a small, or, yeah, forty-person event all the way up to we've done March of Dimes walks where we have over a thousand people in attendance. Wow, that we provide. That's a major sound equipment for. Very nice. Very nice. I. Uh, what I guess do you have any geographic limits? I mean, I've traveled all over the state of Michigan, Ohio, mm -hmm. Indiana. I've DJed in Kentucky, in Tennessee, and in Vegas. Okay, wow. How was that one? <laughs> that was interesting. We I've DJed at the Riviera before it got turned down, and I've also DJed at the Tropicana. Okay, they were for DJ conventions where the DJs asked me to perform. <laughs> So I was showing them how Christian music can be still fun and exciting mm -hmm. by playing a couple different tracks that we had, mixing things in and out. Tremendous. That's really, really awesome. Um, of all these places you've performed all over, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, et cetera, uh, where was your favorite place to perform so far? There's a place in Ohio. It's a, it's a castle kind of feel. They have 17 different buildings, and each one's like a castle design. They have dragons and knight statues throughout the place. And the wedding that we did there was right by a waterfall and very medieval fairy tale feel to it. It was a very unique wedding. Nice. And I enjoyed going there and seeing the different castles. Each door had a unique look to it. One actually had a cross of moat. One had iron gates that came down that you had to, that ratcheted up just like you would be going into a castle in wow. medieval times. And that was a unique building and a unique facility. Sounds like they went all out with that. They did. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I like unique venues like that there. I mean, they're really cool. They're memorable. So, yes. um, so I guess what, uh, obviously wholesome entertainment, custom entertainment, uh, you have a lot of, uh, tools and whatnot to, make a party stand out. Is there anything else that kind of like sets you apart from, you know, the competition or anything else you'd like to reference in that? Aspect? Well, we actually teach people throughout the United States on different aspects on how to make a Christian wedding. God -centered. There's a lot of uptick of people who want to not only just have a wedding, but actually make it Christ center as a witnessing tool. So wedding we just did this weekend, it was all instrumental music, no drum beat. Mm -hmm. Some secular, most of it was Christian. No dancing, no first dance, no daddy-daughter, no mother-son. And they said, well, what can we do to make sure our guests have a good time? We did a game called Majority Rules. We had the newlyweds up at the head table, and we had the crowd write down on slips what they thought the newlyweds should do. For example, their first romantic evening out to dinner where should they go their one-year anniversary what should they do nice their first kid what should their name be they're a star trek fan so one of the questions i asked was 
if the groom Zach discovers a planet, what should he name it? <laughs> and you have some unique examples, unique things. Uh, the do- the father of the groom said their first kid's name should be Lettuce. Okay. And their last name was Tinker. So it was Lettuce Tinker. Nice. And so there was a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. The bride and groom had some good ideas for the future of what to do. On top of that, we did their newly shoot game for the crowd. We also recommended that they would either write a poem or tell everyone what the other means to them instead of a first dance. You still have a little spotlight. Why did you get married to this lady? A little moment for each other yeah. as well as your crowd. So they wrote, um, she wrote a poem and he explained what he would like to the marriage to be like when they were 80 years old together. Aww. And it was a, exactly, it was an yeah. awe moment. <laughs> it was taking a wedding where you would have just gone, heard instrumental music and ate tacos to something <laughs> to have a little bit more fun and enjoyment for people who gave wedding presents and who are there in attendance for three, four hours. That's awesome. It sounds like you spend a lot of time with the, uh, the bride and the groom, the couple or whoever it is having the party to develop stuff like that. So that's, that's really cool. It's a good way to stand out. Correct. We like to, for weddings, we like at least two planning sessions. Okay. We try to do one six months out, and then we do another one about a month out. And then we have a few phone call consultations throughout the time. Tremendous. Yeah. Communication ski, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your uh, favorite thing about all of it? Being a, a entertainer, DJ? When you look out the crowds and they give you that, wow, how did that you mix? Or you play a song and they go, oh, I can't I remember that. It's, it takes them back those aha moments during an event. Nice. When a cake cutting is happening, we explain to people why the cake cutting is going on. Mm-hmm. It's first act as husband and wife working together to accomplish something. It shows their willingness to work together. The willingness to share as they split the cake apart and the willingness to trust one another as they feed the cake to each other. Yeah. And tons of events, people don't even know why we have a wedding cake. I know on my wedding, I was like, why are we even doing a cake? And my wife said, because you're supposed to. And I said, well, why? What is it for? We did not know. After research of doing that and continuing to educate myself through DJ conferences, I learned why. And now we let people know during the event. Uh, yeah, I I didn't really know that. Uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, it's a cake. Either you have a cake or you don't have a cake. But, no, that's I learned something new today. That makes me happy. Um, what's the most uh, challenging aspect of it? The most challenging aspect that I find of DJing is actually owning the company. Mm. Doing the company work, getting the new clients, the actual – Work of owning a business is, can be a challenging part of it. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. It can be. Profit and loss statements, uh, marketing yourself, developing new techniques and new skills. All those play into being able to perform. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Uh, you know, From what I've seen with uh, you know other CBC members or just acquaintances I've uh, met along the way, um, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, they love doing what they're doing. They're incredibly passionate about it. And uh, 
a lot of them give up because of the the business side. It's, you know, it, and, you know, I can relate to, you know, I, I love business and everything, but sometimes it, you know, mixed in with everything else. It's, it's exactly. exhausting. A lot of people go into bakery business because they can make a great cake, mm-hmm. but they don't realize all the other aspects that go into it. Rent, uh, payroll, workman's comp, insurance, yeah. profit and loss, being there so much, waking up at six to start it, not getting to bed till 11. Well, mm-hmm. What am I continuing doing this for? <laughs> right. There's a great book out there, E-Myth Revisited. Yes. Just take a yeah. look at that if you are finding yourself in any of these traps as a small business person, take a look at this book and uh, give that a, a read through. Definitely. No, I've heard good things about the, that book. It's uh, a lot of it's just kind of differentiating between working in and working out in the business. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I still need to read it, but I know that's the gist that people told me from it. But uh, so I, I guess, what do you do to uh, overcome those challenges? Is there like a, a secret sauce you have to keep going? Because Obviously, you've been doing it 12 years. So. It's about having the right tools in your bag. Yeah. When you go golfing, you don't go golfing with just a driver or just a wedge. You have different tools in case you're in the sand, in case you're in the grass, if you need to go short or long. Mm-hmm. And so you make sure you have your correct tools in place. I've recently upgraded some of my DJ back office equipment and software so that I can do a profit and loss quicker long as I keep track, I'm able to use my phone now to input expenses exactly when they're made. So this way it goes straight to the profit and loss. And I'm not spending hours and hours upon it every quarter trying to figure it out. It's already done. Yeah. Just go back, make sure I've inputted everything. And it shows me how much I made versus how much I spent and where my profit margin is. Hmm. When you're on track and you know where you need to be, you know how much money you can remove from the business as profit or into retirement or whatever you may need. Exactly. And it, I kind of like what you said there about making sure you have all the right tools. It's, uh, you know, there's always that expression, you know, think outside the box. And I, I think that's a, a terrible term. I, why not just have a giant box filled with all the things you need and then you don't have to spend more time you know, exhausting yourself. But until you have a big enough box with all the tools, you got to keep thinking outside the box <laughs> to get the box to be bigger. But doing what you do and like building that box up, you know, you're utilizing technology, you're adapting your business. You do by doing, you're going to these DJ conferences. By doing that, you're expanding your box. You're giving yourself the tools to adapt, to persevere through that. And a lot of uh, companies, from what I see, just run themselves ragged outside of the box rather than just utilizing what they have. Correct. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, adaption's key. Exactly. So uh, you referenced you had a lot of experiences, um, you know, before you went full time into DJing or part time into it, even. And um, I guess what was your favorite of those experiences before you got to the entertainment side of things? It's actually a gentleman named Drew Say. He was okay. in the mortgage business with me. We went out to lunch. And he stopped in front of the door and put his foot on the door. We couldn't open it. And he says, Dave, we're not taking another step to you figure out what you want to do. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you have a DJ company that you work at the weekends and do different things. You're working mortgages. You have two totally different options here. <laughs> they are on both sides of the spectrum. Kind we're of. not moving to you tell me which one you want to do. And I thought he was playing. I tried to open the door. He closed it. He wouldn't let me in. 
for lunch. And he sat down and he and I finally said, you know, I prefer to do DJ. I like mortgages. I love the people. I love helping people. I've saved seven or eight people from going into foreclosure. I've helped people find houses that wouldn't normally get it through unique and different ways. But being able to help people enjoy a celebration and do it in a Christ-like, family-centered area means a lot. I had a pastor's daughter come to me, mm-hmm. and she ended up uh, not going with me. But she decided my price was too high, and her dad paid for a cheaper DJ. Uh, After meeting up with them again later on, she was very disheartened. The DJ played off iTunes. The first song had words in it that weren't supposed to be there. The He wouldn't stop playing rap music and profanity, even though... It was tons of church people, and it was her father was a pastor of the church. Oh, wow. She felt very embarrassed for her dad. Yeah. Being able to help people of that nature, because a lot of DJs don't know that mm-hmm. there's actually great Christian dance music. They don't know that if someone says, we don't want rap, well, okay, well, why don't you want rap? There's a reason. It's not just, oh, okay, no rap, and we're not going to have a good group. Maybe they just don't want, oh, so you actually don't want this style of music and you don't want this as well and you don't want this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. By diving in deep with them and helping them have a great celebration really makes me feel excellent. It helps me know I'm doing a calling of God. No, that's that's awesome. I mean, you're doing the right thing about digging deep, figuring out, you know, outside of, like you said, just oh, I just don't want rap music. Well, why don't you want rap music? And then you can better hone the event from there. I mean, it, at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. The The goal is to find the best value, and it looks like they didn't in that particular situation, and it was uh, challenging for the event. Mm-hmm. So it's no, it sounds like you spend a lot of time with your clients and optimizing big days for them. So awesome, very awesome. Um. Any other like good news, tips, stories, anything like that you got going on you'd like to share? Tips. If you're going to do your own playlist, mm-hmm. you don't want to put the banger hits first. You want to space them out a little bit. People are just getting to your party, to your event. Give them some time to get there and mix and mingle. You want to put your hits that you like or that your family dance to a little bit later. Give them some time to get there and relax first. Yeah. They want to mingle. They want to get their drink. They want to get their chips. They want to get the sandwich. They want to talk to Uncle Ray Ray from the UP (laughs) they haven't seen in six years. Yep. Let them do that. People will still be arriving as well. So if you already played your top three or five songs, where are you going to go from there? Yeah, right. One of the unique things that we just started up is DJ Trivia. Mm-hmm. We just became affiliate for Oakland County. Went to training. We signed agreements. And we have our first bar that we are taking care of over at Dooley's. Right now we're on Thursday nights from 7 to 8.30. Free to play. Right now Dooley's is also doing a special a drink and a burger for $6.50. Oh, nice. So you get a burger, you can get a beer if you like beer, you can get a pop if you like pop. It's a good deal. <laughs> then you can play some trivia, bring a team, free to play. You can win yourself a $30, $20, or $10 gift card to Dooley's. 
we're expecting that. And then we're also looking for other businesses that are looking to increase food and beverage sales during the week. Yeah. So if people happen to know of anything or they want to play trivia, please refer them on over to Super Day. Definitely. So the, the Dooley's event is Thursday, August 15th? It starts on the 15th, okay. August 15th, and that will be every Thursday after that for the foreseeable future. Tremendous. Awesome. Nowhere to find you on Thursday nights. There we go. So, um, how else can uh, people find you? SuperDaveDJ.com is the website. Okay. You can find me on Google, Facebook, LinkedIn. Instagram is uh, real popular right now. Find me on Instagram as well. You can also look up for my personal page, Dave Barrett. You can find it at Facebook.com slash SuperDaveDJ is personal. Facebook.com slash Super Dave DJ LLC is the business. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming out and doing this. It's kind of short notice. Uh, you, we transitioned weeks and you, you did great. I really appreciate your time. Not a problem. We're here to help and have fun. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, thanks again. And everyone else, have a great week as we work, to be- work together to be more through Christ. I'll learn how to talk one day. One day. <laughs> God bless everyone. Bye.